We got playoff basketball. Welcome back. NBA playoffs, a full time. It's the best time of the year. Doc, what is up, man? I miss you, buddy. No playoff basketball in Cleveland again this year. I know. I'm trying to forget about that nightmare. That was rough, but oof, oof, oof. Sadness. No, no comment. No comments from Doc. He's just utterly, utterly, utterly depressed from that cash second half performance, which we all should be because that I'm was still speechless. Trey has left me speechless. Trey, I'm not gonna give him the New York Knicks fan treatment because I respect he's just a baller. Like you he's a baller. He's he big time talk and then he he's walks big his time. block. So he is he was by far the best player on the court last night. Oh yeah, and that's what time. that's what it comes down to. If you in the NBA, if you have the best player, your chances of winning are are there. So I don't know what that says about the Lakers this season, but moving on because we're finally not having to talk about the Lakers. No Lakers talk, please. No yeah. Lakers talk. They got don't even, way, I don't even know why you brought them up, man. They got way too much attention this season for being such a poverty team. All right. Well, playoffs. Well, before we get into the matchups and all our predictions and stuff, we wanted to do a little recap of the NBA season. You know, every year fans want to hear our predictions on the ballot, uh, all NBA team, um, who we have for the different awards. So, before we go into playoff predictions, you want to talk about our NBA awards? Let's do it. Let's tell the people, though, that uh, we're recording this as Dallas is starting off their series against Utah. 2-0 right now. 11 yes, minutes left in the first. So game just started. Rudy Gobert at the line. You're probably a little bit ahead of me, so we will help you the delayed reaction. But, oh, man, it'll. Uh, I'm just sad I don't get to see my boy Luca play in the playoffs. You know how much I just well, we don't know that here watching it. He's, he's not. I, I should be able to watch Luca today on my Saturday, have my have my cup of tea, be able to watch Luca Doncic play, and I don't get that. It's just a cruel, cruel world. All right. Awards time, like you said. Uh, so we can start off with the MVP. One conversation Luca will not be a part of if we're talking about the top of the top of the ballot. Right. So it's it's a three person race. I, I would it's imagine a two, it's, it's a it's a two person race. You think it's a two-person race? It's a two-person race. I think I, I I do think it's a three-person race. I think all three of these guys are gonna get like a good amount of votes. Mm-hmm. Um so I think Jokic should win. I think I think it's really close. I think it should be Jokic and be then Giannis. And I think just I mean, Jokic's numbers are absurd. And I you can say the same thing about the other two, but then his the fact that, like, you know, that Jamal didn't play at all this year. Michael Porter barely played basically this year. In my opinion, they only really have one other player who's, like, a starter on most other teams, Aaron Gordon. The other guys are just, like, mostly, you know, they would be just rotation players, bench players on every other team. It's just mm, out of – A little I mean, bit overdoing it, man. They, those are, those are some good role players. Yeah, exactly, role players. But yeah, but role players them, aren't bench players. Role players are players. <laughs> you wouldn't call them, like, starters on most teams. He just he played with a very depleted team, I thought, compared to the other two that we're talking about. And the fact that they he they had what three less wins, like I was just so impressed by that. And the on off numbers are absurd. So they are. Uh, I that's why I want Jokic for me. Yeah. Um, be, be coming back to back. So yeah. nice. Well, like if we're predicting Jokic is going to win this award, this is going to be his two time MVP. He's going to win it. He's going to lose his trophy. I'm not going to remember where he put it. But um, I vote if I had a ballot, I would choose Joel Embiid. I think that a lot, of, a lot of, and this is not a knock on Jokic. Jokic is insane. This season they put together is crazy good. Um, and just that absolutely dominating. And, but I just think that you can also just say the same for Joel Embiid. I think that a lot of the narrative that comes with Nikola Jokic about having and bringing a team, and these teams ended up with similar records. So I think that they both were just super successful. And I think that, the narrative that goes with Jokic and carrying these teams of no other stars um, to a succeed is like that narrative just completely went away once the Sixers got Harden. But like they didn't have Harden for most of the series, most of the season. Like this well, season, Embiid had a team that was missing their second best player and their whatever thirty million dollars that he makes. And again, like that's not a team of play, like that team without Embiid is a poverty team. That's not a good team and. They were they were up at the top of the Eastern Conference all season. Like the narrative part that Jokic gets also applies to Embiid in my point. Like you can't just wash that away because they got Arden, which he how he didn't even play that many games for 
the Sixers where it should cancel out that whole narrative where Embiid took this team missing its second best player through all that drama, all that drama and made them such a, such a great team in the Eastern conference. I think it hurt Embiid when Harden came in from an MVP perspective, just because the right. team didn't play as, as well. So, I mean, you have to take that into account because that's a good chunk of the season still too. And the fact that like when they got Harden, you would expect the team to like, because I think if, if Philly ended up with a top two seed, I think we're having a different conversation. But the fact that they still ended up with the fourth seed, um, you know, and the team really didn't take off once Harden came in and they pretty much just like stayed the same. And I think these teams are also like, even without obviously Ben, because, you know, before the trade, I think personally Philly still is a much stronger team. If you take out, you know, the two um, big stars, like um, if you're comparing the teams without Jokic and Embiid, I mean, you have on one side, you have Aaron Gordon on the other side at, my opinion, you have Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and Seth Curry, like three starter players. And obviously you see like Seth Curry, you know, playing decently well in Brooklyn. He's a good player. Like, so you have like three, I, I just think there was are... a lot more talent on Philly before the Harden trade. Both, these teams, are lottery. Part... Both these teams are lottery teams without their guys. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. One's like, yeah, but one's like the worst team in the NBA. Like, like, we're talking we're just about, that's what I'm saying. That's but not, that's what I'm saying. Like, with the talent discrepancy, like, I just expected more. Like, there should have been more of a difference, in my opinion. And if there was more of a difference in the, like the records and where they ended up, my vote goes to um, Embiid as well. It, it shouldn't, but like, they're both just because Jokic. I think people were putting so much into Jokic had this specific stat where this many rebounds, this many points, this many assists. Like, that's impressive. But like, this is the kind of like Russell Westbrook oh he got he had a triple double yeah I've never, that's never been done before like just watch like Embiid is Embiid is as dominant just because he didn't hit those exact benchmarks he's still as dominant and I'm not talking the about the benchmarks though I know the defensive metrics are like advanced metrics are favoring Jokic but Embiid is a dominant on both sides of the ball and I don't I cannot yeah, say the same is. thing about Jokic and that yeah, if, it's, if it's close if it's close impact wise then I look at both sides of the ball and that's why also why I give edge to Embiid so then, like, just going back to, like, other conversations we've had in the past, like, say, like, if you compare, like, LeBron and Kawhi, right? Mm-hmm. Like, LeBron just makes his teammates better. Kawhi just – you could make a case he's just more dominant on both ends of the floor because he just plays defense at a much higher, like, level consistently, obviously, when he was healthy versus LeBron. And Jokic, similarly, where, like, he's not a great defender by any means. He's gotten a lot better, though, this year. Like, he moves – you know, his – he's – what, he led the team in steals, block, et cetera. Um, he's in the right positions at the right time, but yeah, he's not in the same conversation with Embiid as an as a defender. Even though I think Embiid actually dropped off this year defensively than he has in the past, but that's another conversation for another day. I think just the way Jokic involves his teammates, like especially without Jamal Murray, just elevating his teammates, making them better. That's why, like, he's a point guard. Embiid's not a point guard. Jokic, Jokic plays just, point center. He's but point that's what center. I'm saying. Yeah, but just because like, use, just because he has that position, he's able that to. Shouldn't, so you're just saying MVP. Embiid's not able to play that. The high, yeah, but that's that shouldn't be a detriment. He just plays a different position. But doesn't that speak to Jokic's versatility too? So you're just you're just saying being able to be I'm the saying, primary I, I, facilitator, where Jokic is not that kind of player. That that then that's his bias towards any like it's how you play in your role. Right. And he's playing to that role because he's able to, and like no one else is able to. I'm saying, like you can't just make the, you can't just say like Embiid is better defensively, and like you just use that as your argument. Where I'm saying Jokic is able to do more offensively, that pretty much counteracts that defensive argument to me. But the, the, you're saying Jokic is not way more impactful on the offensive end than Jok- than Embiid. He absolutely where is. it covers the defensive change. I don't agree with that. I personally, I think he is. I just think the impact he has offensively is just absurd. His usage he, rate is you insane. See that in the- like, in terms of the compare, like, Jokic is the facilitator of the team. He's going to put up that, he's going to get the teammates involved more than Embiid. Like, that's just the position that he plays. He like only that, plays that position because he's able to, right? You think if yeah, he didn't have that not, passing ability? You're, you're like, you can't criticize Embiid for not doing that. Well, if we're, again, if we're talking LeBron, Kawhi, right? There's a reason LeBron, like, puts up the assist numbers of, like, does the stuff he does on offense versus Kawhi because Kawhi can't he doesn't have so that same you're skill saying set. you're saying just because he's a, you're saying just because he plays a different position he's there's he's can never like you, what is the, how is anyone that plays a not a facility or position ever going to win MVP in your eyes then I I just said if Philly had like 
if there was more of a difference in the records this year, might vote goes to Embiid. But the fact that especially the team didn't take another step when Harden came in, the fact that they still plateaued, the fact that Jokic played more games, more minutes as usual, like that's just, there's too much in all the advanced stats like go for Jokic. I, it's just too much for, he to got, overcome. He got 51 wins and are in a more competitive conference this season. Yes, the Western, the bottom three of the more wins. Like, the, three the, more the, wins. The Pelicans made the playoffs. They're like 10 games under 500. Three more wins. That's not like it doesn't matter. It's a more competitive conference. Like you, you can't just ignore that narrative and say it's the same exact situation East and West. It's not. I mean, one conference is more top heavy as well. If you, you look know at the top of each conference, the competitive top five of the Eastern Conference this year was even before the Cavs started all their injuries. It was the top six, like just insanely close. Where would one game, where would, two games of each where other? Would, where would Miami be if they were in the East? Or sorry, if they were in the West, they would be what? They would have ended up third or fourth. Third or fourth, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the West is more top heavy, but like that's way different than six. <laughs> yeah, no, that is. But again, th- I I don't know. Three games just isn't a big that's difference what, it's, to me. It's, it's even regardless of conference. It, it all is the injuries so much, with all the injuries more. the Nuggets had. I mean, you're you're saying like, injuries you talk, the you Nuggets, to, but why isn't Ben considered an injury? That's a that's a, your star point guard missing. That's your, that's the same concept as injury. You're just like ignoring. That's that's a huge hole in drama that, that Embiid had to fill, and he won the scoring chance. He won the scoring so title from that. Like so we're that, so we're talking so we're talking one injury to your second best player versus your next two best players out. Like second have, and like, third. I, again, like it's insane what Jokic did, but you're like, but you can't like. Injury wise, Denver suffered more. They didn't have their they, second. Yeah, but best that's players. not. I'm not gonna give MVP like, oh, this team suffered more, so he gets the MVP. When they both had very. You just brought up Ben again. And, you just brought up Ben. No, again. you because you, you were acting like Embiid didn't have to go through the narrative that you're saying for Jokic, but they had a similar narrative where they're they're both taking these teams that were decimated or like put back, and they took them and they made them still competitive. And they made them the playoff team, etc. Like that's a same that applies to Embiid as well. <laughs> But again, you had Harden for a good chunk of the 20 year games. Take- so you're just saying a good chunk of the game and 10 of those games. He was like trying to figure out the system. Like that's not enough to like, okay, yeah, sorry. He's out because, you know, the fixers were trying to figure out a new player. Who's a ball dominant player next to him. I mean, that's a chunk of the year. What do you mean? 20 games is not something to just you scoff at 20 games where you have to figure out the system. You can't just add Harden to a team and be like, oh yeah, they're going to click right away. Like, are you serious? <laughs> Like, oh, they didn't win right away when they had a player that's the most ball-dominant player that completely changed the way they, their style of play from the first 60 games of the season. Are you serious? I mean, if you add a player like Hard, basically you're adding Harden, right? Because you're not replacing Ben because Ben wasn't there. So you're not, you're telling me that that just doesn't make an immediate difference for the team. Like it, adding, adding Harden okay. immediately shouldn't elevate the team. Obviously adding Harden should elevate the team, but you acting like it, oh, you're knocking Embiid for not making an immediate impact. It's just, that's just so stupid. Like that completely changes the system. You got to figure it out, and then you have a horrible coach. Like, give it some time. You can't just knock him. Well, that's, an, that's another hot take. <laughs> horrible coach. He's been a good coach this season. You think? Horrible is extreme. You think he's been a top twenty coach this season? Horrible is extreme. I think bottom ten is horrible, in my opinion. If you've been a bottom ten coach, I think that's bad. Horrible. And I bad. think. And I think. Also, horrible is defined by expectation that this guy should be a good coach and he did not do it. So that's X, you know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless, like, and like I said at the beginning, I thought it was close between the two, yeah. two. Like Embiid was my two. And I and I'm sure Jokic was a close two for you as well. Oh I think yeah. the way I think we're just choice. like <laughs> and I think we're like getting two in the weeds here. And like I if either guy wins, it doesn't because yeah. both are worthy. No, but that's good. I think Giannis here. honestly deserves consideration too, but yeah. I think it's a distant third. Yeah, I think Giannis, Giannis had the impact, like, insane, but I think just, like, the numbers for Embiid and Jokic just kind of put them over the top. Well, and, they, and the Bucks also coasted for a little while there in the mm-hmm. season. Like, they yeah. they should have – it's just the record, I think, hurts him because that team was yeah. by far the most talented out of the three. So. Definitely. All right, that's enough about That was a good, good debate. Um, let's go into Coach of the Year. I'm actually very interested to see who you picked for this one. It was easy for me. Taylor Jenkins. Oh, I mean, I that. Wow. With all the injuries Memphis had, like they missed Jaw for so many games this year. I thought it was pretty easy for me that they finished second in the East or West, way overperformed as well. Um, honestly, like Monty Williams should have won last year, and it sucks that like if Taylor Jenkins wins, that Monty still Tibbs, doesn't have one. I think Tibbs should have won last year. 
That team think, was bad. That next team was bad. I, I think if Tibbs won last year, seeing how they played this year, they should have re- retroactively taken away that trophy. <laughs> Um, well, both I, both of us, I'll give us pride. We both knew the Knicks were not going to make the playoffs this year. Thank so, God. We, that was yeah, just, that's a good thing. I yeah, they, um, I didn't think they would be this bad though. I I just knew that last year was a fluke, man. Oh, but uh, yeah, I agree. With you. Jenkins, I, have, I have Taylor. I have Taylor Jenkins. Um, yeah. I thought you were going to pick Monty because I feel like most people are picking Monty, but I just feel like with the way he's played, like what are they, sixteen and two, sixteen and one without. Jaws, just whatever it is, so, crazy. Like, that's that's pure Same coaching. Or something. All their players have shown development. They, they their chemistry is just you can see that that team is just well, well, well coached. And they develop so well too. All these guys: Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and all the. You go down the list, man. Like this team is just, man. Yeah. They feel like Can't the new wait. San Antonio to a certain degree with the way they're developing. So. Oh, interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, that was an easy one. Cool. Um, defensive player of the year. Should I go first or you? You go first. This was the hardest for me. This was hard because I feel like there's a lot of ones that were good, but there was no one that just like stood out, like completely out of the line. I think very hard. I really wanted to give it to Bam, but he, I just think he missed too many games too many for games. me to qualify yeah. him. If he played the entire, like more of the season, I, I think it was a shoe in he's going to get it. Yeah. But well, my... I would have said the same thing about Draymond. Draymond was a shoe in, but he missed too many as well. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I ended up putting my vote in for Marcus Smart. Um, I think that the Celtics have been the best defensive team in the East for quite a amount of time, and that's really because of Marcus Smart just being able to guard a lot of different positions and guard the best players on different teams that they face. And um, he's really just like the anchor of that defense and the reason why it works so well. And obviously, there's a lot more to that, like Rob Williams. Has been good. Jalen Brown's an amazing defender. Jason Tatum's been great at defense. Like they have a great defense. Al Horford's been great at defense. Like that's all five good defenders, and that's why the Celtics are so good. But I think it's, quite. I think it's really important. Yeah, I think it's really important to be like the best defender on the best defensive team, and that's why I kind of gave the swing to Marcus Smart because there wasn't really like Mikael Bridges, Rudy Gobert. There wasn't one that was like, completely out of the blue. So I kind of looked at that as like a tiebreaker. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was this one really stumped me because I hadn't, I hadn't like. I think there were so many arguments for so many different people, meaning there were there was like obviously not one choice that was just like a clear elevated choice above the rest of the field. So I went with the same logic you did. I just thought who's been the best defensive team this you know over the stretch of the season and who's the best defender on that team. So I went Marcus Smart as well. That was the only logic I could use. I yeah, this was the hard one. I I really hope Marcus Smart gets it just because like guards don't get this award and right. he's been so consistent for so long on that side of the floor that I really hope he gets it. I kind of think that Rudy Gobert is going to get it if I had to predict, just because I feel like there's so many, like, so many people are putting him second place, and then there's, like, some people are putting Mikhail Bridges first, some people are putting, like, Bam first, and, like, Rudy Gobert, I feel like we'll get all, like, the enough. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but I feel like it's, it's going to be a weird one. To, I don't even know how to predict how it will go. I almost feel like people are just going to be tired. Like, I think last year, like, Rudy Gobert was just so – just above everyone that like you have to give it to him again but i think he's just at the disadvantage where he's won so many now that if he's not clear and above everyone else i think people are just gonna get tired of voting for him yeah i feel like i was i would be i would genuinely be surprised if he wins this year yeah interesting he is the best he probably should win it every year honestly (laughs) i mean lebron should have more than four MVPs. so yeah true um cool well glad we're agreeing on a lot of these um Sixth man of the year. I'm trying to save the one that I know we'll have some debate on. So sixth this man one's of the an year. easy one, I feel like. Yeah, Tyler easy. Hero. Yeah, um, I mean, 21 points on 45% shooting as like a as like and like 40% from three. Um, and all, not even just he was playmaking like five five four assists a game, and that's pretty good. Um, for someone that's a six man. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Kevin Love maybe second place, but he was just like very distant from Tyler Hero in terms of that. I don't even know if he's. I would go Cam Johnson second. I think. I think Kevin was like, especially down the stretch of the year, there were a lot of like interesting <laughs> games for him. Yeah, he kind of disappeared for a stretch. And I yeah. think Hero, the other thing I, I want to add about Hero is like Jimmy missed a lot of time. Um, Kyle missed a lot of time. Like he, outside of like those two, they just don't have that many like creators, like consistent yeah. creators on the or from a guard or wing spot. So he really carried that offense. Yeah. And that's um, the benefit the of being there without those two. That's like the plug of being a six man. Like, when your team is injured, you're able to come in and kind of keep this 
keep the ship floating and they still got yeah. the first seat and that's huge because of tyler yeah. so yeah easy one um all right who do you have for most improved player so you're not going to be happy about this i know <laughs> so most improved player i predict i predicted garland at the beginning of the year that was my mm-hmm. prediction and he's definitely warrants being in the conversation and as a Cavs fan I want him to get it but at the same time you know we got to be unbiased about this and so generally my rule has also been your rule where like I don't vote for second year players but if you just like look at the past few years and the people who are consistently in the running for this award or who get the award they're mainly third year players so I just feel like because we say there's a big jump from year one to year two. There's also a big jump from year two to year three. So I'm not going to, I'm, I'm removing that from my rule book or if I'm voting in people who like in year three, then I'm fine putting in people year two. So my vote goes to Desmond Bain. I just think he went from, I mean, he went from like barely a rotation guy last year to someone who's putting up what, like 18, 19 points a game. He, um, I mean, he's become the starter this year. He's been, especially with Dylan Brooks out, like he's just been, you know, really taking on so much more responsibility with John is so much time. He's been like the point guard basically for them for so like long stretches of the year. And if, I mean, if someone would have like asked, you told us that early in the year, you know, Ja missed what 20 some games. Like, how do you think Memphis ends up? No one would have predicted this, but he's really carried that team. And he's so good on both ends of the floor that it's, I mean, he didn't show anything in his in his arsenal like this last year, like in terms of like being able to like lead an offense, be a point guard, like so. My vote goes to Desmond Bain, and I've been very impressed. I I just disagree. I think I disagree with you on the concept of the award. Like the award should go to someone who legit like changed their game, and that wasn't the case for like that's why it's not the case for a lot of second year players. Like, um, he got like he. Had, like you said, he wasn't even mainly in rotation. If he averaged what twenty minutes a game last season, now he's like at thirty. Like now he's getting all the opportunity. Like obviously he improved and he got in, like that. That jump is crazy. Like it's unprecedented and it's it's very impressive. But to me, I put Darius Garland as my award because, and I was I was actually didn't have this one being in the top two. I had Darius and Jaw as my one and two, and I think because you had to look at the opportunity, like Darius Garland got the same minutes that he got last season. I mean, he may be a little bit more because the Cavs were so injured. Um, but like the same opportunity that he had last season, and he legit got better. He learned how to win. He became an all-star. And that was pure improvement in terms of just working at his craft and getting better at what didn't work last year and what did like. He jumped to 22 points a game. He jumped in nine assists a game. Um, so he jumped, he jumped in his rebounds. He jumped in his, like, everything got better. And that was purely because he had the same opportunity as he had. And I think, yeah, you could, I don't, I'm not like completely against adding second year players, but when they, when it's, when you can tell that it's, when it's close in terms of improvement, like you're going from a losing player, putting up okay stats to an all-star on a winning team that puts over the edge when you had the same opportunity to me. And I think that even him and John, like, I think the hardest jump is from all-star to MVP caliber player. And that's why I don't kind of why I have Jaws second, like same opportunity. He, literally got better with the same opportunity improved everything that he had and became an mvp caliber i don't think he's like top five mvp but like he's he maybe he has an even more jump to go um so that's why i took Darius. but isn't like like with opportunity right isn't it you get the opportunity in a lot of cases just because you get better so like if someone's like um just like a rotation player one year and they jump up and get more minutes the next year isn't that also like take someone like like dean wade right someone like dean wade where like plenty of bigs in cleveland this year too i know like we had injuries but like he just got better lamar stevens he just got better and that's why he got more of an opportunity it's not like really there was more of an opportunity just from like a minutes perspective it was just he both those players undrafted players um, and they both just developed really well, but no, obviously a lot of time and effort and they just earned an opportunity similar to like Desmond Bain or like someone, Jordan Poole, right? Like he yeah, was that's normal. That's, that's, that He's, happens normally for these players that are like late, late, like late, not, not lottery things that aren't just put into the starting lineup and like play 35 minutes a game and just do whatever you want. Like that's normal. I mean, you don't see, but there's again, like 
the percentage of people, the players that really stick in the league that are not lottery picks, like there's not the percentage is very low, right? Yeah. So I think well, I, and even, I, I take agree someone, with you that take even a third year player, take even like a third year player, like so if, if we're only looking at third year players, my vote would have gone to Jordan Poole just because he was in the G League last year, you know. Barely. But yeah. He played. He played in the G League last year, yeah. and for that, for him to go yeah, there, to, now he's now he's he literally was... now he's literally like the second or third option. On everyone goals. knew he like everyone knew he was gonna get jump this year because he was gonna get that opportunity. Like everyone, everyone Clay didn't play last for... year. Clay didn't play last year. Yeah, but like, because his flashes, like, the flashes that he showed. I mean, he was so heavily coveted as like, like oh, Jordan. Yeah, but Ga- but Garland, Ga- but like Garland also showed flashes last year, right? Like you saw at the end of the year, he came on so strong at the end of last year. Right. That's why he was my pick this year. I knew he was going to take a jump. Right. Ja surprised me more. I didn't know Ja was yeah. going to take another jump. So Ja I actually just, surprised I, me I, more. Is he going to hit that? Oh, I think that Um, I I agree in terms of, okay, who improved the most? Like it's got, it's obviously going to be Desmond Bay. Like, you know, like if you just straight out look at the numbers, like it's obviously going to be someone like that. But I think that that's not what the award is for, just seeing whose numbers jumped the most from like last year if they didn't really get opportunity versus this year i think it's i think that's not what the award is for i think we just disagree on like the I, the concept of the award i think it's for the the ryan anderson's of the world the pascal siakam's of the world like that kind of stuff where it's like you were this player and now you're this player and it's not just it's not just normal growth and i i, I think that's that's just my concept but then i yeah but then i still just think like you're gonna take like and that's fair but then i just still feel like from the, your second to third year. And I get what you're saying where like, it's not like Garland's minutes necessarily went up or like Jaws minutes necessarily went up. They obviously got better as players. I'm not arguing with that because they both obviously took jumps this year. But then I almost feel like we just like have to look like at an actual veteran who's been in the league. Like look at DeMar DeRozan this year. Like he took a jump from where he was in San Antonio last year to like where he is now. Like he was like a legit MVP candidate for like a portion of the year. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's and that's just like, like, like where like using that logic it kind of like gets no. you to right well you got it's also you gotta like use your common sense about it a little bit like well so like which how to, that's why i just feel like everyone should be eligible for this whoever showed the biggest jump is just, <laughs> yeah, like, just that that's just i don't see i don't like that because like oh man like the, like st- windows open up and players get room to show who they are like that's just how the league works like Man, like oh man and then you're just looking like per 36 numbers and like that's that's not what it's i don't know i don't agree with that concept i think it should be like i i put way more faith into like who worked on their game worked on their flaws more in terms of just getting better at basketball like who fixed their shit and got better and i think that you know oh i that's where i'm going off too who got better yeah, yeah. but like just you, just you, like you put it no 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 you, just like you put we have it. we obviously differ i'm but watch next year i'll be clamoring for evan mobley to get that award <laughs> yeah uh, i was on your side a year ago but i've switched sides so yeah because you listen to one podcast and you just change your mind on it <laughs> um i have a good, right. i have a good arsenal <laughs> i have a good arsenal rookie of the year talk speaking of evan mobley rookie of the year I got Evan Mobley. I hope you do too. It was razor thin for me though. I actually was really going back and forth between him and oh Scotty Barnes. I think I can't stand this. I, I I know I'm a little bit biased, but I can't stand this. It's it's you Scotty's gonna Scotty's gonna Scotty's gonna win the award. I think that he will. I think Scotty. So I I ended up going Mobley, but again, like I was going back and forth. But if you would have asked me a month ago, Mobley easy, but Scotty really yeah. closed. It's like so. The only reason I was like thinking about Scotty was Fred missed a lot of time, like at the end of the year, but they were still playing so well. He didn't miss that much time, man. He missed a good amount of time. He missed yeah, like two weeks of a knee injury. Like, relax. It's a good like seven, eight games. I th- he missed more time than that. He played 65 games that season. That's good for the COVID season. But I'm saying like Scotty came in, like he played. Po- my, my only thing was like, I think Scotty was less dependent on others than Mobley was. Right, where like Mobley, like on offense, was obviously very dependent on like Garland. I think, um, defensively, I didn't even think this would be the case, but obviously, like once Jared went out, we went from like I think fourth in defense, to, like 23rd, yeah, even when Mobley was there. So, like, there was a big drop off defensively. Um, I just think obviously Mobley wasn't ready to like be like a five against yeah. a lot of like bigs in the league, which I'm yeah. sure you saw too, because yeah. he's just not there yet. That didn't help this case, <laughs> and and because it's like his case was defense, right? Like, because yeah. he who comes in as a rookie on defense playing that well 
But then the issue is like when you can see the defense is kind of also just like so dependent on like where he came into, like being able to be the four, not the five, and like yeah. also being like surrounded with someone who Jared Allen, honestly, case for most improved player there. There's another good case. Yeah. The jump that he made. Um with just someone who's one of the best room protectors in the league and can handle those like big assignments, I think that really hurt Mobley. And I think that's what really closed this race down. Yeah, um, I think that a lot of Mobley's case was just like the Cavs winning and being a Yeah, and then the, obviously, the Raptors finished better than the Cavs. And the Raptors came on so strong at the end. Yeah. So I think that so I think I think Scotty's gonna end up winning it. I'm just gonna go with Mobley. Um I, I think just because again it's so rare. And even Scotty's a good defender, but it's so rare to see a defender or a rookie play that well defensively. And I'm right. just gonna go for most of the year he was a four, and as a four, he was elite defensively. Yeah. So I that's think the I'm injuries Scotty played like I think the injuries really hurt Mobley's case, but I still think it's Mobley just because I think a lot of the narrative was and he's been amazing, but I think he also is like Mobley's impact on the Cavs is so much more reliant. The, the Cavs winning this season was way more reliant on Mobley than the Raptors was on Scotty. I feel like they have he's not he doesn't have to be like especially when we had injuries like the sec, like a, a main option offensively. He doesn't have to be like they have Pascal Siakam who was like. If Pascal Siakam was oh. healthy all season, like he'd be in that. He obviously, he's obviously, I think he's going to be all NBA. Like he'd be like really like in that conversation for like the most impactful player of the season. Like just because he missed time to start the season, he's not in any of those words. Like he has been an MVP and you have Fred Van Lee in the All Star. Like, and it, like I think his impact, Scotty's impact was really impressive, but I think it's not as relying on him as the Cavs were on Mobley and I think that was a little that 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 narrative I kind of saw happen when I was like this is kind of annoying because the Raptors had Pascal Siakam Fred Van Vliet and the Cavs just kind of had especially when all the injuries late like when Mobley started falling off it was literally just Darius and Mobley and that was hard to really win that well I mean I'll I'll say this in defense of Scotty I mean I think Cavs were definitely more dependent on Mobley defensively. Offensively, Raptors were way more dependent on Scotty, especially at the end of the year where Fred missed a lot of time. Gary Trent he missed didn't a lot miss of time. that much time. Siakam was their guy offensively. Siakam is Siakam runs that team. Yeah, just like, but Scotty was still way more involved. Like Scotty was more of a hub again. Like Mobley's just not there yet offensively. I and think you're Mobley... putting way too much weight into these two weeks that Fred missed. Like that's it was the more whole than two season. weeks. He, he played sixty five games. <laughs> that was more. That's, that's really weeks. good. Like, well, that's games still a lot, especially that's still in a, 17 games, missed. especially in a COVID season where like everyone missed 10, like 10 games because of COVID protocols. Like, <laughs> I, I thought Fred missed a lot of time at the end of the year. Maybe he I was mistaken. Missed those two weeks. Like, I think you're putting way too much weight into that. And like those games that Fred didn't play, I remember it. Like, like even Scotty played against Cavs. He played, he, he had put in the numbers. Like, I just think I test watching. Like, I mean, Mobley like Scotty's a better offense player right now. Like, there's no doubt in my mind about yeah. that. Mobley's better defense. Like, but that's what it comes down to. The right? stats are similar. Stats are, but you can still see like Mobley's oh, agreed. far from a finished product than all. Like, Scotty's definitely less dependent on others on offense, whereas Mobley's better defensively. And that's why but, I give it to Mobley, right? Just because I think defense is something that's more rare yeah. from a rookie. So that's why I was giving it to Mobley. Yeah. I mean, we have the same pick. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just think it's a close Aside race. from that, which of the rookies in this draft do you think will be the best player in five years? Aside from those two? No, like in this draft class, what rookie do you think will be the best in five years? Oh, man. Mobley is the highest ceiling just because if he can unlock the offensive game where I think he can, he's by far the highest ceiling. He shows so many flashes of it too. It's just like, it's oh, just so inconsistent. Like his yeah. shot fell off. That's like the, that like, shot yesterday, that pull up fade away. Like if yeah. You somehow figure out how dude, to do before, that. Before he, when he was like going into that, I was like, dude, don't take this. Don't <laughs> take this. Um, thing, like, I think he'll get there. Just like his, I think the three point shooting, he can get there. It fell off, but it was there at the beginning of the year. I don't know why it fell off so much. Yeah. Um, I think like he really has a chance to like be like an offensive hub. So I'm going to go highest ceiling Mobley. Um, I think he'll be the best player when it's all said and done. You do. Wow. Um, I think second is um, just because he's so unique in what he can do. Like he's just so unique, but I think it's between him and Cade. Cade really came on and Pistons, man, Pistons are going to be in the playoffs next year. Yeah. I mean, if I get Jabari and Cade, I really hope that this is good Jabari. That'd be a sick dude. I, I don't even know. I mean, they'll get a young pick, but like even outside of that, 
they're going to be in the playoffs. You think Kays is going to be able to start winning now immediately? They, they, they played so a bad. lot better than I know they maybe didn't get as many wins and stuff, but like they played a lot better at the end of the year. They did. Um, you saw Sadiq Bay come, come on as well. Yeah. I think Troy yeah. Weaver, that's his name, right? Troy Weaver, their GM. He did, he's built that team really well. They need to get rid of it. I can't believe they still have Dwayne Gay, the other coach. He's a horrible coach. Another horrible coach. Wow. He's a horrible coach. Yeah, he's <laughs> just filled with horrible coaches. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it's filled with a lot of horrible teams too. Um, but no, I, I, I think. I actually have Cade as I think Cade is a special, special kid. Like mix of Luca and Tatum a little bit. It's just oh, I see it. I see it all. He's really good. All right. You want to rattle off your all NBA first team? You know, we don't talk about it too much, but yeah. Um mine was I put Embiid and Jokic both. I know they're both centers, but like I mean they were the two best players in the league this year. There's no reason one can go forward because there's no reason one of them should be second team. Cause that's just like crazy to me. So I yeah. had, um, Embiid, Jokic, they need to just do it with positions in my opinion, yeah. cause that screws everything up. So Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, cause again, those were three best players in my opinion in the league by far. And then, so two guard spots left. Um, I went Luca. I think he was the best guard this year. And for the last bit, I was between Tatum and Booker. And I just, for me, Phoenix just deserves someone because they didn't have anyone in the MVP conversation. And Book was the best player on the best team, especially with CP missing a good amount of time. He's still, like, that team was still good. So I, I went Booker first team. Yeah. I mean, they need to do the center thing and just do, like, all-star. Like, three front court, two back court. Like, just do just that. Just take away I positions. Lo- I like, I don't want, I don't, I like that there's, like, guards and forwards in it. Like, I don't want it to be all forwards. I don't want it to be, like, Paul, George, Kawhi, LeBron. Like, I don't want it to be that. Um, but I did, like, the center thing is done because that's like not how the game works. But I follow the rules. Like nothing this season has shown me why I should vote for Jokic as a forward or I should vote for um, Embiid as a forward. What has shown oh. you that? They've been the two best players in the game. Are they are they forwards or are they center? Dude, Demar was voted in voted in as a guard. He's not okay, a guard. Demar is can definitely be voted in as a guard. He, dude, he doesn't play guard. He, but, oh my God, you like what? What? I think. See, I think. What? What? No, no. What constitutes like a position? It's like who it, you guard, basically, right? It's dumb. It's dumb. like position. It's this game is so positional. Like, 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 but I think but that's what I'm. He handles the ball. He's the major. He's the main playmaker. Like, honestly, Jokic so has that, more of a, Jokic has more of a, a point to be a, a guard. So than put Jokic as guard. Put Jokic as guard. I'll put Jokic as guard. Sure. All right, so do it because they both should be on first team. <laughs> okay, well, there's no reason I'm, why. I'm following the rules because the Nuggets tell me all season that Jokic is their center, and the Sixers have told me all season that Embiid is their center. So I got to follow the rules. So I have Luca, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and Joel Embiid, and it sucks. It's stupid. But if obviously if I can just do three front court and two back court, it's, I have I have Luca, Devin Booker, Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic. Just like shame. You. Just like you. What do you mean shame? I'm following the rules. You're just lying. You you're gotta not, follow even, the rules. You you, also, if you do that, you're just you're just you're just um ruining one of them because not every voted on the same page with that. You know, it, the only way that actually works to get both of them is that every voter follows what you do in terms of putting Embiid as a power forward and not putting like you don't know which voters putting Embiid as a center and which ones putting Embiid as a power forward, you know what I mean. Yeah, there needs to be some memo that's sent out that yeah. if you're going to do this, one of them has to go center. But they're not going to do that forward. because then they're admitting that their, their system is dumb. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, NBA won't. Some person in the media. <laughs> it's like that. collusion. You can't do that. No, I'm saying, like, if you, I'm saying if you want to like put – I'm saying if you want to put – Dude, because there's just no, – You can't tell me a reason why they both shouldn't be on the first team. But you can't tell me that Embiid and Jokic did not play center this season. But again, it's positionless, right? Like you said, it's not positionless according to these rules. <laughs> these rules don't make any sense. Like, yeah, I Jokic agree with that. We're on the same page. No, we're not because you just <laughs> you made a big mistake there. All right, let's just go into let's go into series picks. Okay. I don't know um, how much more I can take of you, man. <laughs> do you want to pick our like do our series picks and then go into like who we have to win it all and stuff like that? Yeah. Why would we start off with who? Like, I don't know if you want to like talk about every series or whatever. We don't have to talk in depth. We can just give serious predictions. 
Okay. If there's um, some, if we, we disagree on if we if we disagree on something, we can talk more about okay. it. Okay. So yeah. I think we're gonna disagree on this one. So number one seed Phoenix versus the number eight seed the Pelicans. We're gonna disagree. <laughs> I have Phoenix winning in the sweep. <laughs> I got Phoenix in five. Okay. There we go. There we go. Okay. We don't talk about that one. Good yeah, story. Honestly, New- I think New Orleans is actually like a good team. I'm actually kind of scared for the next season when Zion comes back. If. Not when, if. <laughs> That's just me, man. He wants to play. Did you get to that report? I'm sure he wants to play, but I, I'm still not sold, like, his body or, like, his injuries. Like, we don't yeah. know. He's looking like a, he's, a, he's a big boy out there. <laughs> All right. Dallas and Utah. This is the one that's going on right now. Dallas is up by eight. What the heck? They're up by two. Oh, whoa. You're, did something did they just go on a run? I don't know. I'm in commercial right now. Oh, I am. Um, this was the hardest one for me just because Luca. Like, it's just if we don't Luka know. Luca plays. Do you have Dallas in four or five? Like, if he was playing from game one. Yeah. I would have done Dallas in five. Healthy Luca, Dallas in five. Okay, interesting. Okay, so now I think don't know I, about Luca. I think saying? Dallas is really good. Um, yeah, same. And I just, I'm not that high on Utah right now, so I yeah. think Dallas in five was my pick. I, I went. I'm just going under the assumption like Luca's gonna be out at least the first like four games, um, and even if he comes back, out. like he's not gonna be hundred percent, right? I'm under the assumption that Luca's out for a month. I don't think he's playing this whole series. Which I, yeah, I just want I want Utah in six. Wow, I okay, I want Utah in seven, just because I don't. Oh, think you Luka's still have it going seven? Wow. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I think the Mavericks can hold their. I don't think like I said. I don't think Luke, Utah's playing like a really good team right now. It seems I don't like either. Like playing with each other, it seems like they're yeah. just, they don't trust each other, which is weird because they used to be that team that's just, like so good chemistry wise, and maybe when, Joe Ingles was uh like they. I mean, they didn't really have like last like year this Utah team. In the like last year and the year before, like they were the, when did they like number number one seed or number they were like flying through the conference. Like, oh, that's what you mean. I thought you meant like chemistry wise. I don't think they oh, ever no, had no. like a great camaraderie or anything. I mean, I think like. it was like a team that like that played well together. It was like a good. Well, yeah, player, you know, sure. Not, Until they choked they against right the Clippers. Yeah, and that kind of turned them turned them into shambles. Okay, Dallas is up five on my on my stream. Yeah, five. Pretty yeah, impressive. Five. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got five and something. Lucas playing. I don't like. I think that just having Donovan Mitchell. Like you said, like they have the best player on the floor, and that helps. <laughs> I think they have the two best players on the floor, honestly. They have the two best players on the floor. Yeah. And the rest of their team is just role players similar to the rest of Dallas. Like, uh, how does Dallas? Well, win Dallas this game? is better. How? Dallas is better role players for sure. Yeah. If Dallas wins this, like you need to get Jason Kidd a like in like just put him in the Hall of Fame as a coach already. <laughs> like, man, that'd be impressive. Without Luca, because that I team mean, it, does, it it plays it doesn't play a system where, like Luca just plugs in like they play a system where everything is around Luca. They've been like good with him off the floor, like the yeah, on and off numbers. Like, true. I think once once Spencer came in, just their two like point guard lineups have been playing well. Yeah, and it's so, a little yeah versus with Rick Carlisle, they don't like they don't like Rick Carlisle was just literally just Utah Luca. 100% usage rate in the they, they, They've done a good job this year in, like, building the team out on um, yeah. both ends of the floor. They're, Jason Kidd, man. Yeah, they've done a really good job. Jason Kidd's – he definitely – he should be in the running for Coach of the Year. Shouldn't yeah. win it, but he should be in the running. Yeah. So. Remember when we had our guest on the podcast just trashing Jason Kidd? And, like, he he's banned from the podcast. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> banned. All right, well, so we both have Utah advancing. That's wild. Okay. Well, that, um, yeah, I mean – it's not. I don't think it's surprising. It's just sucks. If Luca's if Luca's yeah. not playing, like I don't think it's most people's. Most people are gonna pick Utah yeah. if Luca's not playing. Oh, Donovan started one of seven. Okay, I still think Utah's gonna win this game once Donovan finds his shot. Um. Okay. So Golden State Denver. Steph Curry is playing. So that's really good yeah. news for the Saravs and Golden State Warrior fans of the world. Who do you have? It's an easy pick. Golden State with without Steph, I would have picked the Nuggets. But like, they're this oh, team wow. is so talented. I was thinking I was actually considering potentially picking the Warriors without Steph there. Um, I just don't. I would have gone. I still. I would have gone. Yeah. I mean, even without Steph, they're like they still have a lot of talent. But I yeah. think probably would have gone Denver. But I think with Steph, it's just they have too much for Denver. Denver's not going to have enough. To I just don't think this series, Nuggets so. team can beat good teams in seven game series. Yeah, I mean, 
Like they're a good story. They, just, they, they beat the bad teams. They did their business, but like I don't think they're. I mean, they beat good teams in the season too. Like we saw, yeah. we saw them beat Philly. So, but it's like how. Yeah, I mean, I I really hope the Nuggets win that because like I love I I want Jokic to have like his playoff moments and kind of that. Um, I mean, he's had his playoff. He's see. played. I mean, oh, last yeah. year they got to the Eastern Conference or the Western Portland, Conference Finals. Year before the they went Western Conference Finals, yeah, three one deficits both times when they came back. So, but I think. Yeah it's just they just don't have enough yeah i mean you can't really go in the playoffs when you have 70 what 75 million dollars sitting on your bench. and the way the warriors play like i feel like that's not a great matchup for Jokic. <laughs> i mean spread it out sure they just don't have the talent like that's yeah. they just don't have the talent. you think you think draymond's gonna just guard Jokic? he's gonna be the guy no i think it'll be um they'll mix it up it'll be for sure looney for stretches because i don't It'll be, it's a hard matchup for Draymond. Right, I know. That's a, it's that's a big size big. difference. But then it's it'll just it'll be traffic. It'll be doubling, obviously, like ton. And I don't know. How, they're gonna abuse Jokic defensively. I feel. I mean, he's just like you. You have to tough, drop him. It's gonna be a tough, tough drop him. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, this will be actually a one that I think people aren't putting as much stock into. Memphis versus Minnesota. I think it'll actually be a really good series. I got Memphis in five. Wow. I, I got Memphis in six. Like, obviously, I think Memphis is just a better team. But I think, like, the matchups are really interesting in this one. Like, they have dogs that can guard. They, like, Beverly on Morant is going to be fun. And then they have yeah. a bunch of versatile wings. Like, both these teams are built very similarly. And then Cat versus JJJ is going to be cool. Um, You're the like, one who doesn't trust Cat. I don't trust Cat. <laughs> I'm surprised you still have it going six. I just, I think, I just love, love the matchups, and I think Memphis might – need a little bit of a I think the Memphis needs to figure out something but I, I'm high on Memphis I think Memphis is good um cool all right so then you just go to the east Miami versus Atlanta I just think especially with Capella I think Capella's gonna be out a while um I think Atlanta's like big chance is just their size they were yeah. just bigger, you know, yeah. John, because Miami's a small team. Like, Bam's only 6'9". That's yeah. pretty much it. Like, There's some tall players that can shoot. So, Atlanta just had more size, but I don't I don't know what John Collins' status is going to be. Who has the best player on the floor? <sighs> Man. It's, it's a conversation. It is a conversation for sure. Oh, it's not. I think Atlanta. I would lean Jimmy. I said. Atlanta just does such a good job of like hiding Trey. I just still don't understand. Yeah, like, they didn't do it in the first half. Trey was getting even do it in, in the first half. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do it in the first half. I don't know. Yeah. Second half, Cavs could not expose Trey at all on defense. It's just so like that definitely helped. But I, I don't know. I think, I think this is a bad matchup for Trey in the sense where like on offense against the Cavs, he was just getting Jared Allen on like switches or like getting a big on switches. But against like Miami, it's like they switch everything because they're able to. Like yeah. Bam can guard in space well. Like Hero's the only guy you can really go after. So yeah. I think that'll be interesting. But like, I mean, and the Hawks aren't like a good be... defense. Like they aren't like an elite defensive team that's gonna make it. So like they need someone other than yeah. Hero to kind of be the guy. I think I think Trey's probably gonna be the best player in the series just because he has to. Yeah. Um. But I think if I'm, I think Jimmy's what. Like when he needs to be, I think Jimmy's the best player. Yeah, I got the heat at six. I got it in Actually, five. Actually, I got the heat at seven. Oh wow. I'll give I'll let Trey. I think it's probably gonna be six more like, but let's just say seven because what I wrote down. <laughs> yep, I got um, it in five, so it'll be I think it, it's not gonna be very close. Huh. So too many injuries for the Hawks. So yeah. all right, Philly yeah. versus Toronto. Matisse Tybal will not be playing in away games. So I don't cool. know how much of a difference that makes for you. But what nah. do you think? I got Toronto in seven. Whoa. That's my one up. Why were you saying this I, wasn't making such a difference? <laughs> I would have done them. Even if Matisse was playing, I would have still had a Toronto in seven. Like wow. Matisse isn't Matisse isn't like shifting my series prediction, if that's what you're asking. Like, wow. I have Philly in seven. I think it'll be a good series, but I just think Yeah, I, mean, I think so too. Like Philly had the two best players on the floor. And what have we talked about this entire podcast? You have the best player on the floor, you like, like we'll see if they have the two best players on the floor. Yeah, you're right. This is a Siakam. Siakam is in that dude. Siakam's a baller. Through this, through the end of the year, like Siakam, I think he was better than Harden down the stretch. So yeah, he was so good. Like oh my god, I, I as a playmaker, it's insane how much he's improved. It's impressive. Um, yeah, wow, so I got okay. Toronto. I got they just, they have so many guys they can throw at 
um, Harden. I mean, they have so many like six eight, six nine guys, and yeah. I, so I think it's going to really bother Harden. Same with Maxi; they're going to be able to bother Maxi. They, they, um, their defensive mentality is crazy. And Beat still hasn't had his like playoff moment yet, so I'm curious if that'll come this this playoff series. But you might have another. We'll find out. It'll be interesting to see again. Um, hopefully, he stays healthy, and hopefully, it's a fun series. Um, okay, Milwaukee versus the Bulls. Sorry, I'm laughing because the Bulls have been very <laughs> bad. They've been bad. They've been bad. I have it a sweep, actually. I have it a sweep too. Yeah. So I, don't move think, on. I don't think it's, it's unfortunate. I don't think any of the games are competitive either. It's un- they've they've been decimated by by injuries too. Like they losing they, like Lonzo and Caruso, like was just yeah. That's when it went downhill. But they them. have everybody but Lonzo now, right? Yeah, I guess Caruso's back. That's true. But they like, still are just not. That's true. I think it's still like just they they have been talking about injuries, but like if they're gonna get swept, they're gonna be like oh injuries, but it's just Lonzo. Like you should be able to still be better with Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nicola Vucevic. Yeah. I, I think that I still think the Vucevic trade was a bad trade for them. Um, but, I mean, I guess they're a playoff team now. Um, okay, the fun one. Boston versus Brooklyn. This is a fun one. I think I got Boston in six. I got the Nets in seven. <laughs> I just don't think – the thing is, like, the Nets have been – they've been really fighting, right, to get the seven seed. They've been playing KD, Kyrie, like, 40-plus minutes a night. They've been – pretty much most of their games have been battling out. They barely beat a Cavs team that was depleted. Jared Allen yeah. was not there. They were not a good Cavs team. They – what, Houston they played, like, last week. They barely beat Houston. So they just haven't really been playing that well, and KD and Kyrie have had to do so much that, like, I would just imagine at some point it's just going to take a toll, you know? So, like – and it's going to really slow them down. Yeah. Boston has so many people like on um, they match up so well with the Nets where like Kyrie you can throw pretty much for a whole 40 or however long Kyrie plays he's always going to be guarded by like either Marcus Smart or Derek White so like two elite guard defenders yeah he's always going to be guarded by like Tatum or Jalen Brown like throughout the entire so it's just like it's gonna be good they're, not, they're, they're gonna score but Brooklyn's gonna score but they are not gonna get like clean or open looks at all like they're gonna have to work and Kevin Durant's gonna have to guard Tatum. Well, which is yeah, not ideal. It's for not. <laughs> and then I don't. So I guess Bruce Brown. I'm like Jalen. Like, I... yeah, it's if the Nets, if the Celtics win this series, I think that they can go to the finals. I think um, they're, they're a finals contender, in my opinion. But I just, I, it's, it's they don't have Robert. Like, if they had Robert Williams, I think I'd pick the Celtics. I don't even know is he gonna be back at all this series. I don't think so. Yeah, so like if that's another, huge... I mean Ben, Ben's another X factor now, right? People yeah, are saying if, he might. If Ben can just give him like fifteen minutes a game guarding Tatum or something like that, like guarding some guy, just like stop him, like that's huge. And but I just like oh man, I think if if one of them gets hurt, like Kyrie or Kitty, like you said, like they're overworked. They're, if one of them gets hurt, then it's just I don't obviously they're done for. But I mean, even um, if they're healthy, it's just like they're still playing so many minutes. Yeah. They're, they're they're having to play so many minutes against. The Cavs and against like the Rockets. Yeah. And yeah. Now we're well, their problem is they Celtics. just let teams back in. Like they dominate and then they just let teams back in. They got to stop. Well, against back. against the Knicks, they were down by like twenty in the first half, yeah. and they had to like really play just to get back in the game. Yeah. So like it's annoying how many comebacks they had, and then the Cavs ended up getting kicked. Oh well. Um, so I, I just don't think this is a very good team. I really don't. I think I think it's a. It's just, it's just more so they have two. How do you stop them in the, like, in the close game? Like, minutes are winning every close game. Like, like they're just, they just hit these shots that are crazy. I, I get that, but, like, it's hard to do that when every shot you're taking is a hard shot. They're going to make some <laughs> because they're so good. But, like, yeah, just over a seven-game series, it's hard for me. To I know it's, like, a baldy pick to pick them to get as far as I'm going to pick them. Well, Brooklyn's favored. Yeah. Which is have, very have, surprising to me. Dude. If you want to go in the next round, so it's Milwaukee versus Brooklyn, or you have Milwaukee versus Boston, but I have Brooklyn winning that too. Against the Bucks? Yeah, you're crazy. I have, I have Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's gonna get far, especially if Ben starts playing. <laughs> you're crazy. It's bad, man, dude. Kevin Durant. Look at they were once little line away from being Brooklyn last year, or do you know Milwaukee Katie, last year. But do you know what Katie said line. about that? What do you say? So Katie said um, they would have gone to overtime, right? Katie said there's no way they're winning in overtime. He just what? said, like, he just had – he had nothing left in the tank. Oh, dang. He even said if he if they went on to the next series, they're not beating, what, the Hawks, right? He yeah. just said they have – he just had nothing left. 
that's a good point. I mean, also he he was it was just him and like half of Harden, so that's exactly like they just didn't. It he wouldn't. Yeah, Kyrie was hurt. I know, but now oh. he has Kyrie. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, now he has Kyrie. It's just still like I just don't. I don't think it's enough. Yeah, the Milwaukee did also did not play well at all that series, in my opinion. Like they did, on offense, but... they were so bad. Yeah, they were. So I, I just think I'm Milwaukee Milwaukee wasn't as dominant as people say they were last season. Like Chris Middleton was insane in the playoffs last year, insane, and like closing out games repeatedly. And is like, are we are we gonna bank on that happening again? I don't know. We've seen it. So. I mean, he, he hasn't been as good this year as he was last year. The I mean, I don't. I don't think the team hasn't, but I mean, we've seen Giannis it. Giannis has been. <laughs> yeah, but even Giannis, like for stretches, it's like they kind of, they've just been coasting. So I just think it's more so you won a championship. It's just you coast. It happens. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, if I had to put, if I had to bet on a single team, I'm gonna bet on Milwaukee because I've seen it. Right. I'm gonna bet so, on Kevin Durant. <laughs> that's crazy to me. Man, <laughs> he's the best. He's it, the best player in the NBA. <laughs> I wish I was betting. Because it would be easy money with you right now. <laughs> well, I would bet odds. I would bet odds. All right. Uh, who do you have in the Eastern Conference Finals? Um, I guess I have Milwaukee and... Miami or Toronto? Oh, yeah, it would be Miami. Okay, yeah. Um, Miami. It's Milwaukee, wow, you Miami. Have, you have Miami getting to the Eastern Conference. You are high on Miami. I'm surprised. Like, I, I don't I'm just, like, I I think Toronto's going to beat Philly. So do I think Toronto's going to beat Miami? <sighs> The matchups there aren't great for Toronto. <laughs> so, like, Miami, right? Yeah. Okay, so Miami versus Brooklyn. Do you have Brooklyn getting back to the finals again? Honestly? Or Milwaukee. You have Milwaukee getting back yeah. to the finals. Yeah, I think the two best teams are Milwaukee and Boston. So, yeah, I think we'll see the best matchup in the second round, just oh, like yeah. last year was Milwaukee-Brooklyn. Um, so, I have and Milwaukee have, going to the finals. How Do you have Milwaukee beating Boston in seven? Uh, if I had to predict right now, again, it depends on Robert Williams in that series. Yeah, true. So we'll see when he comes back. If he's healthy, I think it'll go seven. Like at that time, honestly, like I might pick Boston. Like who knows yeah. what I'll pick in a couple right. weeks. Yeah, so. wait to see how it works and everything. Yeah. Yeah. What about well, you? I have I have Philly, Brooklyn, Eastern Conference Finals. It's crazy how different are that completely different Eastern Conference Finals. Well, that'll matchups. be very interesting to watch if that happens. Yeah, that'll and I actually so have fun. Brooklyn winning that in six. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you Brooklyn winning the championship? Uh, we're not there yet. Um, so let's go to the West. We have Phoenix versus Utah. We both have. Who do you have winning that? I have Phoenix. Five. Easy. <laughs> okay. Easy. Phoenix is good, man. Okay, then we have. We both have Golden State versus Memphis. Who do you have winning that? Golden State. I have Memphis winning that in seven. Really? I just, I just don't think they have the experience that I think it takes you at least a year of like making like a semi deep run to like yeah. really be there. They're just yeah. so young. Gotcha. So. So then you have Phoenix going to the finals for a repeat. Yep, Phoenix and Milwaukee in the finals. Nice. Um, I actually I think Golden State has a good chance, and I'm happy because I picked a Phoenix Golden State. I picked Golden State to be in the Western Conference Finals at the beginning of the year, so happy about that one. But I think that Phoenix gets to the finals, so it's Phoenix versus Brooklyn for me. Do I dare ask who wins? You have. Who do you have winning? I'm asking you. <laughs> I have Phoenix winning the championship. Thank goodness. <laughs> I have Phoenix winning too. I just think they've been. I think especially playing the Bucks, they'll really want their revenge, and they've just been the best team for the whole year. Do so they win a championship and they give DeAndre to the max? No. Wow, they trade him? Because he's I playing on the it's, offer sheet or it's whatever. Just, it's right? not. Hmm? He's playing on like the tender, the qualifying offer this season? Or no, he was just. No, he's just on his fourth okay, year. So he's got another yeah. year before they could potentially give him the contract, too. Well, no, this is. He'd be a restricted, be a restricted free agent. He'll be a restricted year. free agent. Yeah. So if they don't want to get him the max, they, he could potentially play on the qualifying offer, or they could trade him. Well, no, he would just sign somewhere else where he gets a higher offer. Oh, true. He's a restricted free agent. Well, yeah. Well, that, do you think another team will the... give? Do you think another team will give him the max? I think another team will offer more than what Phoenix will, for sure. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. okay. I just don't think Phoenix is gonna. If I'm Phoenix too, I don't blame them. Like I'm, like Deep out of the their players. <laughs> CP is more valuable. Books more valuable. Bridges is more valuable to me. Like yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, I mean, it's just with centers like that. Like Cam. Like, do, would I rather pay Aiden the max or like pay like Cam Johnson like 
12 15 million i'd rather pay cam johnson yeah you can find like a development year or something that kind of just yeah i mean look at all the centers they used this year they all played so well yeah javel mcgee bismarck biombo that's like, the chris paul effect man <laughs> and devin booker now i actually like, think deandre is good but he doesn't have an opportunity to be like grow into his offensive game as much when he's like in the winning system and everything um yeah but we bought that phoenix winning the championship so Easy said and done. So we know it's not going to happen. Yeah, which is Someone cool. Is it's win. crazy to think that because it seems like so obvious Phoenix is going to win, but like I mean, NBA is pretty predictable, but um, it'll be interesting. Cool. Cool, man. Well, that's that's all, folks. That's our that's our series predictions. Feel free to roast us in the comments, especially who's making the stupid picks. Just kidding. I feel my picks are stupid this year. Right? Like I'm dumb. I They're awful. They're, I'm <laughs> shocked you picked Brooklyn. You're going to be so disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I'll be. It's also like a win-win for me because I'll be ecstatic if Brooklyn loses. <laughs> um, but cool. As always, this has been Outside the Zone. Peace.